The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. The talk of the golf world is this book excerpt that came out uh, about Phil Mickelson. I'm curious what the your reaction, what the reaction in there was when you read about it. Um, I mean, at least he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year because he won't be a part of it. So, Louis Osen. we kicking this song. We kicking this thing off. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everyone. It is a new day. Friday, Friday, Friday. We did it. Nose to nose of the weekend. We powered through August 11. 22 days now away from a Sooner kickoff. Welcome into the ref, everyone. The home of Sooner fans. Toby and Drake with you. A1 and McGriddle. Turn it up, Drake. Adipaju, Adibaware. Ah, good morning, everyone. Big show on deck today. Hope you had a good Thursday. We're vaulting you into the weekend. Hope you got a big weekend planned. A little R&R. Maybe a lot of R&R. That'd be great. We got some uh, baseball on the docket today. Of course, the countdown continues today. Team number 11 coming up. Joe Castiglione going to join us on the show a little bit later on this morning. About 7.35, we will visit with the Sooner Athletic Director about realignment and some other things. And uh, we're going to take your text messages as we always do today, but let's start by welcoming in one of my very best friends in the entire world. We call him McGriddle. He's already had one today. D to the Drake Dyken. A good morning, Draker. A good morning, T-Row. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> you sound like you're in a good mood today. It's Friday, Hero. I've yeah. had, had my McGriddle already today. Had that uh, beautiful golden brown uh, hash brown as well. Oh, Got yeah, you hash brown coffee. too. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Ice coffee, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, the ice, I the made combo. the iced coffee at my house, so I didn't buy oh, it from me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. I'm not, I don't have as much money as C.J. Perry to go buy McCafe every day. Yeah, I think it's only Friday for him. I think I thought maybe you went uh, with the Friday no, treat like he does. No, he, he, I think is that he a lies. Lie? I think he lies to you. I mean, okay. we know how much money T.J. Perry has. Well, that's true. Oh, that is certainly true. The wealth is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how was it? How was the McGriddle today? Did it wonderful? Did it does slap? it ever? Does it ever disappoint? Did it bust? That's right. That's right. Yeah, bust. Right. It was. It was bussing this morning. It was bussing. All right. Well, that, what a way to start your day, Drake. That's right. Uh, you got a big weekend on deck? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, just no. a lot of relaxing. I mean, you know how it Penny is. Penny hanging out? 
Yeah, just me and Penny hanging out. I'll probably hang out at the uh, the Rents concrete concrete pond again on mm-hmm. uh, Sunday. So for those who don't know, the Rents is short for parents. Right. That's not me yeah. rinsing the dishwasher. So yeah. Okay. yeah, hang out at the pool. Okay. Yeah. How far away are the Rents? Uh, just about ten minutes away. Not far. Oh, they live in town. Yeah. Well, that's convenient. Yeah, very. So they let you use their place whenever you want to go over and sunbathe. Oh, yeah, that's me, sunbathing. Uh, Mostly just hanging out in the pool, yeah. Does Penny go to the pool with you? She does not. um, Hmm. My mom's dogs are super rambunctious. And oh, well, that would drive Penny crazy. Oh, she is, yeah, She the high-energy dogs, she... She does She's not a bit do, of a prima donna. She she is. Uh when it comes to doggy daycare, uh so they have you come and like bring your dog in, see what type of energy group that uh they need to go with, quote unquote. See like what personality type they have, if they fit in with the high energy group or not. And immediately that uh because they have you drop them off for a day, it's free to kind of do that testing while they figure out your dog. Well, huh. Well, when I did that, they were immediately like, yeah, we found out about 20 minutes in, she is not high energy group. She was not happy to be in that group and was running towards the handlers the entire time. Like, please get me out of here. Please. Yeah. So, Why don't we do this with humans? That sounds like it, a genius it, idea. It, it, it would be. Uh, I feel the exact same way when mm-hmm. I'm around high energy people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I run toward my handlers. That's right. <laughs> Uh yeah okay man well, yeah that yeah. sounds like she's, you've done she, more research into fe- into canines than uh, uh that's right you know, that's right than human beings I mean it's so. basically the only form of a child I have at this point in my life so gotta how long have you been with Penny Penny how long have is you two been a couple a couple um I've had Penny since we're coming up it was September of 2014 so almost nine years now. Ooh. Okay. And you got her as a pup? Uh, she was one years old. She so was... she's 10. Yep. Well, she's an elderly lass Yeah, now. she is. She is. So she okay. is a grumpy old lady at this point with uh, younger dogs. Setting her ways. Yeah. And my mom's little French bulldog, Hank, he is just a big ball of muscle that just wants to roughhouse with every single person, animal, Whoever comes through that door, he just wants to play. And it is flipping on anytime somebody walks through the door. So well, that I mean, is definitely not compatible with Penny's personality. A bull- French type. bulldog mm-hmm. named Hank. Hank, yep. Just you sounds wanna, miserable. Well, you want to know like, why he got named Hank? Why is that? The only thing that he would respond to for about the first two months of my parents having this dog was, Hey! So they were just like, well, <laughs> uh, we'll just name him Hank then. Because uh, hey is the only thing that he will even acknowledge. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. All right. So just hanging out with Penny all weekend. No big plans. No big plans, though. Right. Well, it sounds relaxed. At least you don't have to get up at some ungodly hour in the morning uh, yeah. to come, you know, push buttons and yeah. listen to me gripe about stuff. That's mm-hmm. great. What do you want to complain That'll about today, T-Row? Reprieve. For, I don't know. You haven't messed up yet, but okay. trust me. Mm-hmm. If if your track record this week continues, there will be something at some point. Hey, I'm just ironing out all the kinks before football season, baby. That's good. That's good.
How was your Thursday, Drake? Let's go back in time. How was your day yesterday? Uh, it was good. Yesterday we had some extra wrinkles thrown into just everything that was going on at the station because um, Travis offered his services to come on with uh, Josh to cover the Plank Show because there's so much happening in the world of recruiting right now. Right. We missed and out on that one yesterday. Yes, yes. We went to LSU, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the yep. running back, uh, Durham? Caden Durham, yep, yep. yep. And that's what uh, Travis Drake. said to expect yesterday, too. So. Yeah, know, and Parker. I, um, I want them all, Drake. I want them yeah, all. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. We got another one uh, tomorrow, right? We got a big uh, local a Millwood commitment tomorrow. Sooners got their fingers crossed on. Not Go ahead. Uh, not Sorry. a ton of success with uh, Millwood in in the past. So um, that's true. Yeah. So uh, Connor was supposed to run the board for those guys. His car uh, wouldn't start yesterday morning, so I was on the board for about another hour and a half. And people were coming in and recording spots. So I was I was like Bugs Bunny in that episode of Looney Tunes where he's playing all the baseball positions defensively. I was having to do. Literally everything I was running around. It, it's one of the I'm performances so that TJ uh, does quite a bit. So yeah, it, no, it, so it was sorry. fun. It's, it's just it, it's one of those things where you're. Uh, it's a good thing I don't have any hair because I had been pulling it out yesterday. So you had your plate full. That's right. You know, speaking of Connor, uh, that reminds me, young Pierce. You know, Pierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in my the, he's the, in my class the bowling this year. ace. Pierce. He's in my class this year. Yeah. Guess who's getting revenge? <laughs> he <laughs> Little is cheater getting... <laughs> came flying in from nowhere to help TJ's team uh-huh. this year. Uh huh. Guess guess who's getting revenge? Uh, that'd be that'd be Mister T Row. Guess who started He's... the class with a C? <laughs> and it's gonna end the class with an A minus. You think you're getting an A plus? I don't think so, sir. <laughs> That's exactly A minus right. for you. That is exactly right. Uh, well, yeah, what, Pierce, uh, Pierce has been very excited about that class, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, yes, he's been very he's excited. Been talking about it publicly. Uh, yeah, yeah, at least uh, not, I don't know about, like, on the air or anything, but he's been very excited as far as talking to TJ and myself, and he, uh, it didn't really dawn on him that, you know, Toby's really going to be, at least the first couple of classes, a little bit relentless towards you on the whole bowling thing, yep. right? And he, it just kind of like his eyeballs just like got the size of sausage. Like, oh, I didn't even think about that. It's yeah. Like... <laughs> we have one student who will be taking the class virtual this year, <laughs> not by his own choice, because I don't want to see his face. Pierce, no, Pierce, you excellently turn your camera on right now. I am about to boot you. From the chat, if you do not remedy this right now. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, all right. Well, uh, boy, big things percolating in your life, Drake, as oh, yeah. always. Very fascinating how was, stuff How was your on. Thursday night? I uh, got caught up on Big Brother. Yeah. Did some shopping, grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Took a walk yesterday, long walk. Now, how long are your long walks? Uh, yesterday was four, I would say... I, I would say on average two or three, but uh, I I, uh, I, I got it going yesterday. I was picking it up and putting it down. So, um, mowed the lawn, mowed the front front lawn last night. Pretty active day. Oh, I had to uh, had to do uh, some uh, manly stuff around the house. You mm-hmm. know, some 
had the drill out for a little while last night. Yeah, what, some were, things. what were you were just hanging things up on the wall or what? Yep, whatever I could find, just put it right up there on the wall yeah. just to get it off the floor. Yeah, I understand. And uh, no, nah, the wife had some some things for me to do, and so I, you know, anytime you can get the drill out, maybe a hammer, and you know. That's a pretty just testosterone a, gets racing, you know. Put a pencil uh, up in your ear too, just. Oh yeah, I had the level yeah. and the pencil mm-hmm. and uh, everything. Yeah. The tape measure yeah, was the, involved at one point. Of... Had an extension cord going. Oh, oh. Now it was quite an operation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that was my day. I had a lot of walking, a little mowing, sweating. I got a good amount of cardio in. A trip to that secret club I'm in named Sam's at mm-hmm. one point didn't Ooh. buy anything. Yeah. They didn't have what I was mm-hmm. looking for. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wow, that is that is a rarity Thursday. going into Sam's that secret club and walking away with nothing. That's true. That hardly ever happens. Uh, but that was the case yesterday. They didn't have the size I needed of something. So, mm. uh, I think I'm gonna have to. You need order it smaller it, but... or? No. Really? Bigger. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, He's bigger than Sam's been had it. Wow, okay. that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Some serious stuff you're working on there. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't mess around. That's right. I don't mess around. So anyway, that's it. I think I'm going to go uh, see the the rents tonight. Speaking there of the go. rents, there you I'm go. I'm going to uh, see the rents Pop tonight. Tea? Maybe have a little dinner. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Big weekend. Yeah. Nice. Nice. We've only got a figure. only got what three left. Right. Well, two. Wait. Yes, three left, and then the fourth when the season starts. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-one days from tomorrow. Wait. So yeah, you got tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you got it's three 20, left. Twenty-two today. Yeah. Twenty-two today. Twenty-three yesterday. Twenty-one tomorrow. That's right. That's how. Matt Twenty works. on Sunday. That's right. Right. Yeah. But twenty-two today. So we're counted down today. Uh, uh, big show. We're gonna Drake. You need to know this. We're going to move the team reveal up to 7.05 today. Okay. That's because uh, Sooner AD Joe Castiglione joining us at 7.35 today. And then special guests coming in at 8.05 today. So we got a packed show. We're counting down to number 11. Who was 12 yesterday, Drake? Remind me. We had uh, Notre Dame at 13. Uh, the Nittany Lions of Penn State, yes. Steve Jones joined us on the show yesterday yeah. to talk a little Penn State football. I guess that means that you made up all that nice stuff you said about their broadcast so you couldn't even remember who you talked to yesterday. It took me a brief second to remember. <laughs> Get off my back. So, a busy show, but we always have time for you. Fill up the text line today. Your thoughts, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Here we go. Your day underway on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans, back after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by McIntyre Law. Serving clients in Oklahoma and nationwide. McIntyre Law is your solution for all of your personal injury attorney needs. Give them a call at 877-916-5250 or visit them at McIntyreLaw.com today. T-Row in the Morning Show, hour one on this Friday. McGriddle and A1 with you today. Drake Dyke and Toby Rowland here on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Thank you to all of you. Tuning in this first hour, statewide and worldwide on the KREF app. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. It's brought to you by the great people at McIntyre Law. They're your personal injury attorney firm, serving clients in Oklahoma and nationwide. No fees until they win your case. 
And they're not just some big law firm that comes in and sells your case for a paycheck. No, if what's right for you is to take it to trial to get the right amount of settlement for you and your family, that's exactly what they'll do. No fees until they win your case. Over $250 million won for their clients over the years. Give them a call, 405-917-5200, or visit McIntyreLaw.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line, T-Row. Yes. Uh, first one's from Gunny, has a special request. Please read this in the Coach T voice. Hmm. It's almost 420, boys and girls. Another great lightning show this morning. Gavin Freeman going to do great things this year. Want to sit with Skip by the Duck Pond. Setsman for All-American. Drake is real bacon. TJ is fake bacon. Get those Kings Leon to do a fourth quarter song. All right. Thank you. <laughs> that was from Gunny of Stutzman. Yes, not from Coach T. Yeah. Coach that T was, yet again, to not a great effort by you on The Voice. I'm not. Uh, I, you just read I don't, it fast in your own voice. That's exactly what I do on. Listen, if you want TJ to do TJ's voice for all these things, guess I what? I don't care. There's they a, asked there's, you to do it. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. ask you to do it. They hey, asked you hey, to do it. Hey, I uh-huh. do the voice my way. If you don't like it, stuff your sorries in a sack, Mister. Okay. Uh, all right. Let me. All right. Anybody got a sack I could use? <laughs> Uh, here's one from the 405. According to 247, our ho- head coach is, of basketball is Pooh Williamson. I saw that. No, no, no. Uh, football, right? Was oh, it basketball? Was it football? football? Okay. I thought it was football. Okay. I saw that. I didn't Pooh see was this like, last night. Was Pooh this was all over social media? Nah, I think I saw it. Maybe Travis reposted something. I can't remember. Somebody that I don't follow very many people. So somebody mm-hmm. I follow reposted it last night. Okay. So it was on social media. You saw it on we social say- media. Yeah, yeah. We okay. say, but I don't know if it was all over social media. You said, was it all over social media? I have no idea about that. Okay. You, you, we're supposed to say repost, not retweet now, by the way, Drake. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Burly Boomer says, just give in to social norms, please, Drake. We're being so difficult. I'm going to be as difficult as I like. Okay? Okay. All right. That's fine. Burley Boomer says, good morning, A1 and McGriddle. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Thank you both for getting us through the week. 22 days. Cannot wait. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. It's going to be here soon. 580Nate says, we have a Labrador named Molly. My two-year-old boy refers to her as uh, only as Git. Not sure (laughs) where took dog owners or parents. By the way, BT Dubs, uh-huh. um, I think we're going to have some breaking news in Soonerland today. Ooh, that uh, that uh, Josie's going to break, or that you're... I don't know if he's going to break it. I don't know. We'll we'll ask him. It might be after our show, okay. but I think this morning they're going to uh, they're going to announce some things. Maybe okay. he can tell us what they're going to announce at least. Okay. Okay. Uh, Toby, you need to have your bio on KRF.com updated to list you as hosting the Long Kruger, Sherry Cole, and Lincoln Riley shows. Okay. Could we, could we get somebody to take care of that, Drake? Uh, hey, you are the are one the that wrote your bio. for updating their own bios? Uh, yeah, but I, that seems like an easy fix that we can get. How do I do it? Do you tell uh, me how to update my bio? And no, 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 no. Uh, we'll oh, okay. we'll be able to we'll be able to get somebody to fix. Right. That's a minor. Th- I mean, it's it's a big thing, but it's also like a minor thing in terms of changing it. So, 
You just got to change the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. The most difficult thing there will be spelling, spelling. Baranchek yep. correctly. That's right. That's right. Copy and paste, ladies and gents. <laughs> um, Gator says the voice was properly done. Gator reminds you today is uh, Ron Schultz, Joe Wiley, uh, Quentin Griffin days until OU in the palace. Uh, okay. Gator Dad is. two. Those are all 22s, Drake. Correct. Marcus Dupree not listed there. Uh, nice job by you. Uh-huh. Gator Dad is uh, that old. And as always, hashtag Spike was safe. Uh, who is, yeah, hashtag Spike was safe. Who is 22 on this year's squad, Draker? Trivia? You got to get in midseason form, Drake. Yeah. Um, this seems more like a question for your spotter than me. But um, can you this give is, me uh, – do you mind giving I'll me – hint. I mean, there's the, the there's two, but one that is going to play okay. is a uh, incoming star, but potentially incoming star. Uh, Peyton Bowen. Who? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Peyton Bowen's going to yeah. wear twenty two. How about that? I love that. Actually, the double deuce. That's right. Uh, he probably. Mm. I call him P Freaky. <laughs> you got P Freaky and G Freaky. Well, everybody's um, name is just going to be their first initial followed by there Freaky. You go. There you go. Yeah. I can't. It's you're going to have a little bit of trouble with the radio crew with that because you've got both Dennis and Drake on the crew, so there can only be one. No, not Freaky. the radio crew. Oh, the okay. football players. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Just football players. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, ask Josie what he would do to make the transfer portal better for schools. At s- some, shouldn't they have to sit out a year? Question mark. Well, we got limited time today, mm-hmm. uh, so probably we'll just touch on uh, the things that I have to touch on here today. However, Joe will be joining us for the entire three hours of the show on September 1st, mm-hmm. and we will be taking your questions on that day uh, that you would like to uh, to throw Joe's way. So be thinking about that. Uh, September 1st, Friday, the day before the season opener, 6 to 9 a.m., our annual Joe C. Day here on The Ref. He'll join us for all three hours that day. From a uh, breakfast location yet to be determined. Okay. Uh, When does the coaches show at Rudy's start back up? That should be the Monday before game one, correct? Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, we're moving it to Tuesday this year? Um, I think it was Tuesday last year. No? I thought it was Monday last year. Really? I thought. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'll look. Boy, you've got me second-guessing it now. Hang on. I should be able to go back and look at this. Uh, You're right. It was Monday last year. Yeah, you're right. So I guess it'll be Monday this year. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Did Venables move it to Monday? I think so, yes. Okay. And basketball was Thursday? Yes. Okay. So I guess it's been Thursday for as long as I can remember. Right, right. That hasn't changed. But with Lincoln, it was on Tuesday, and Brent moved it to Monday. I think that's Yeah, right. and I think right. that Bob had it on Monday originally, too. Okay. Uh, obviously, I don't know the answer to your question entirely. Well, It'll I, be the I have week seen, of the season opener. I have seen the at least what Learfield has slated for the schedule. Uh-huh. And it's Monday? Monday, 6... For the huddle, seven for senior sports talk. So. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I had 
Tuesday in my head. For yeah, some I, we have a meeting. Was that next Wednesday to where we'll be able to double check on that? But I'm not going to be at that meeting. Uh, okay. Well, I will be at that meeting, so I'll I'm I'll just ask. Just I will confirm. In. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got your information. Stuff, yeah. I'll be able to. Thank you. I'll be able to. Thanks. Um, Gunny Stutzman, uh, Gunny of Stutzman Army, uh, on the USC recruiting class, Muleshoe's hair has been telling us he can't retain anything. <laughs> okay. Wow. wow. Uh, wow. they've had recruits flipping right and left. It has not been a good couple of weeks out there in Southern California. Yeah. You almost feel sorry for him. Almost. Mm. Almost. I, nowhere near. No, I'm not going to get uh, – no, there's no almost to it. Um, giddy, the, I think, would be the, the word. There might be a little bit of sarcasm when I say almost. Yeah. Almost. Right, give me one more. Uh, last one. Uh, D-freaky and P-freaky, not the greatest ideas in radio history. <laughs> Probably not. All right, Friday morning we're underway. You can text the show, Meyer Chevrolet, text line 405-651-3439. Quick break. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. How about that um, Phil Mickelson story yesterday, Drake? A billion dollars? Do you see that? Yeah, it it's it was all over social media, Drake. It, it, it that definitely was all over social media mm-hmm. yesterday. Yes, absolutely. A billion dollars. Can you imagine having that much money to where, first off, you could bet that much? No. No. Um, it's astonishing. Uh, some of the details were. I mean, it's just crazy. I, Mickelson came out and said, listen, I've admitted that I had a problem and I've I've uh, been working on fixing it. This is not new news. But, um, I mean, it was like, four, what was it, like f- 20, oh, it was 400,000, uh, oh, no. Like every college football game he had like $100,000 on or something like that. Um, here's part of it. Let me see here. Uh, we always had a small bet on the line, usually $10,000. This is for golf. But our net, our matches were never about money. Uh, Phil said he had two offshore accounts that would take big action from him. In all the decades I've been working with partners, Phil had accounts as large as anyone I've seen. My reason for partnering him, giving Phil's two bookmakers were roughly $20,000 a game on college and 50000 on the pros. Uh, even after our 50-50 split, Phil's limits of 400000 on college at offshore sports books and another 400000 on the NFL enabled me to double my limits. This is the guy that wrote the book. Uh, he's like a you know, professional gambler who he worked with. Um, uh, he said it was nothing for Phil to bet $20,000 a game on a long shot five-team NBA parlays. Or t- or a hundred thousand dollars, or two hundred thousand dollars a game on football, basketball, and baseball. Man, I like gambling is such a real problem for people out there, and I mean, I the thing that I don't think that everybody grasps out there about 
all these betting lines and everything is that Las Vegas is incredible at setting these odds to where it is in their favor, to where at least half the money is going to be coming their way. At least. So whenever you're betting a parlay like this, the odds are so terrible. If you're betting ten grand per parlay, I mean, you want to talk about just throwing money away. Yeah, like you are it's you're like starting up a fire pit in the backyard and just throwing ten grand into it. In two thousand and eleven, just two thousand and eleven, that year. One thousand one hundred and fifteen times he bet $100,000 on a game. 858 times he bet $200,000 on a game. He made a total of 3,154 bets in 2011, which averages nine per day, and lost about $140,000, which seems low to me considering how much money he, you know, wagered. But... um. One of the accusations was that he was trying to bet on himself in the Ryder Cup. And this gambling buddy of his wouldn't let him do it. Not with him anyway. He was like, come on, people. If, if people find out, yeah, you know, that's you can't do that. He yeah. said, I don't know if Phil ended up doing it with someone else or not. But uh, it was but a desire for him. It was a desire. And thus, the question that Rory was asked that we played off the top of the Totally different topic. The talk of the golf world is this book excerpt that came out uh, about Phil Mickelson. I'm curious what the your reaction, what the reaction in there was when you read about it. Um, I mean, at least he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year because he won't be a part of it. So, Zing! <laughs> Uh, if there's one thing, like, say what you want about Rory and his performance on the tour and everything. Uh, He's fantastic. He Does he ever miss an opportunity to throw shade on somebody? Not if you went to live. That's right. Not if you went to live. Absolutely. He has been relentless. He is that. undefeated uh, on that front. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and, and again, uh, Mickelson came out. I guess last night. Let me see if I can find his post. He he tweeted or xed. I can't do it. I can't say xed. Yeah, just tweeted. Just just uh, stick with tweeted. Uh, he tweeted. Let me see if I can find it here. Yes, ma'am. Can I take the last minute? Yes, you can. Yeah. Um. Oh, they're they're taking the jeep to school today, huh? Yeah, they are. Huh? Uh, said I never bet. This is Phil's official tweet x last night. I never bet on the Ryder Cup. While it is well known that I always enjoy a friendly wager on the course, I would never undermine the integrity of the game. I have also been very open about my gambling addiction. I have previously conveyed my remorse, took responsibility, have gotten help, have been fully committed to therapy that has positively impacted me, and I feel good about where I am now. So, he kind of owned it. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, also, like, this is the same guy. We remember this one-on-one that he had with Tiger, right, to where they were wagering, like, every single shot. Like, ooh, t- Tiger, let's 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 mix in a little side action on this next shot. And, and every... Well, did you see the video that, that was posted with him and Bryson last week? No. Um, 
you know, it's it's. I guess they're playing, uh, you know, on the live tour like a practice round, and it was him and it was Mickelson and somebody and Bryson and somebody, and they were just kind of going over before the round, um, the wager. You know, <clears throat> it's very complicated. I don't understand it. I've never. I know like uh, Wolf is a popular game that people play. I've never uh, play. I've never done that playing golf. But he was going over like. Uh, uh, how it was all going to work, and I, I don't know, I understand it, you know, but Bryson seemed to understand it. Yeah. I've heard of, so, uh, is it? Uh, it was like for $1,000, though. A G, he said. Yeah. I think anyway. it, it, what's one of the, is it Bingo Bango Bongo? Is that one of the golf side games that you can do, too? I haven't heard of that, but again, I don't run in that world. Okay. So oh, the only one I've, I know. Well, I definitely world. don't run in golf. You're a big golfer. Gambler. No. I, I know I, you are. Yeah, I, I've golfed uh i've gone to a golf course and played probably three times in my life so i feel like if you know i feel like michael jordan and charles barkley read this and maybe even tiger woods and thought that's a cute story Mm -hmm. you know probably less uh i'm reading this uh uh here's a uh, story about Phil, this is from another uh, website that was posted, or a Twitter that was posted. Tom Candiotti, remember him? The former big league pitcher? Mm -hmm. Was once among a big group of friends Mickelson invited to Las Vegas for the opening day of the NFL season. They woke up in Scottsdale and flew to Vegas in Mickelson's plane. A cavernous suite at the Bellagio awaited, outfitted with a breakfast buffet and enough TVs to watch every game simultaneously. Mickelson had prepared a tip sheet with his thoughts on each game. The whole crew walked down to the sports book to place their bets, says Candiotti. We were kind of standing around, not sure if we should let Phil go first. Finally, he says, you guys go ahead because when I place my bets, it might move the line. <laughs> the entourage went back upstairs, and it was like a frat party on steroids. The fellows were tossing around a football, tackling each other on plush sofas. Then the game started, and things got serious, says Candiotti. Phil swept every morning game. He was up over a million dollars. Mickelson lost only a game or two in the afternoon, increasing his haul. We were flying home that night, but it's Phil's plane, so we're not going to leave until he wants to, obviously, says Candiotti. He goes down to play Baccarat, and he's struggling. He pr- we practically needed a lasso to get him out of there. He stewed all the way to the airport because he gave a lot back at Baccarat. A lot. End quote. So, there you go. I didn't realize that the movie Uncut Gems was about uh, Phil Mickelson until just this moment, but here we are. You know, I haven't seen that yet. Do you, do you recommend it? It's That's with Sandler, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty dark. Mm. Like, Adam fine. Sandler's character is pretty, like, it's got, it has super harsh language. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that's for you. It's not what you'd expect from Sandler. It's a different like he. Yes, it yeah, is. He, which he, I mean, he's terrific. In it. Yes, he is absolutely yeah. terrific, and he plays the role great. It's just I don't know if it's. But it's about gambling. Yes, okay. it's a sports gambling in particular. Yes. Okay. Well, fascinating. Uh, not necessarily new news, but the details are interesting, and certainly uh, it was a great tease for the book that's coming out yesterday because everybody's talking about it, and I'd kind of like to read it. So, well done by the publisher, whoever put that out. 6.47 in the morning, quick break. Friday morning underway, sun is up. That's good news. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel. 
OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. Final segment of Hour 1 on this Friday. T-Row in the morning show. McGriddle and A1 with you this morning. Drake and T-Row here on the Ref Radio Sports Network. This hour is brought to you by McIntyre Law and McIntyre Law Firm. Noble McIntyre headlining that law firm right, over thanks, there. Drake. Sorry, I got your name right this time. Uh, would you quit playing his voice? Goodness gracious. Uh, McIntyre Law, serving clients in Oklahoma and nationwide. No fees until they win your case. Over $250 million won for their clients over the years. Give them a call, 405 917 Visit McIntyreLaw.com. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Yeah. 5200 or McIntyreLaw.com. All right. Uh, what do you got? Can I apply our Chevrolet text line? What kind of questions that, Phil? What kind of questions that, Phil? Uh, Real Bacon was close to sarcasm right there, says Gunny. Mm. Back about uh, almost feeling sorry for Lincoln. Um, fast forward to 828-23. Coach Finnables. Um, where's Toby? <laughs> <laughs> Toby thought we were on Tuesday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so you're telling me Monday. I believe that is the plan. Okay. Uh, Tuesdays at 11, I believe. I you're right. I forgot the, about the uh, presser moving. Yeah, too. that's right. I, I, I loved it because our show was before the press conference last year. And it had never been that way before. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, you guys. The, the, the guys didn't uh, steal all the good questions already. Yeah. So, yeah, I had forgotten. Way to go, Drake! Your first assist of the new season. There we go. We're on the board, baby. Um, you're sco- scoring goals like Messi right now. Am I right? Averaging a goal per game. Is that what I read? Uh, at least. Yeah. Yeah, or more than that, I think. Uh, Stark subject change here, but uh, Coach T checking in. Sorry about Maui. What a terrible event. God bless Hawaii. Coach T. Terrible. Go Rangers. 55 is the number I saw this morning. I mean, seeing the before and after pictures, it's what's happened to Lahaina. Horrendous. It's devastating. Um, Incredibly sad. Um, What what a beautiful place on earth to go, and what a terrible thing that's happened. They've said now it's the most destructive wildfire uh, in U.S. history. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you ever been to Maui? Yes. I've been to all four major islands. Okay. What are you giggling about? I forgot forgot what a world traveler you are. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Right. Yeah, I haven't been to Europe though, so don't ask. We're gonna me. have to start a, a list of uh, Drake's led, extravagances. Uh, extravagances, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carrie says uh, how to make the portal and recruiting better. No NIL offers until uh, part of your team. I think that's te- technically that's supposed to be the case already, but there's not supposed to be enticement with the portal. But right, but there is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, gambling costs uh, a previous Phillies owner, the team, and all of his fortune. Hmm. I've never heard about that. Like, threw it in at a poker game or something? Uh, I bet the Phillies that I win this hand. <laughs> the Eagles. The Eagles. Oh, the Eagles. Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, 
Patrick says Phil used to bet with the announcer on certain hole. His caddy would signal him. I saw that. And the caddy would whisper to Phil with the odds uh, were on the putt on that green. And then if the announcer lost, he would throw a 20 down from the announcing booth as they walked by. So it was Gary McCord. And uh, I did. He, he posted that last night. McCord, when Phil would arrive at his hole. Whatever the length of the putt was, Bones, the caddy, would look at McCord and throw down, you know, two fingers or three fingers or whatever the case may be. And that meant the odds are two to one, three to one, four to one, whatever it is that Phil makes this putt. And McCord would nod his head if he wanted the action. It was $20. And so if, if Bones said three to one and McCord nodded his head, that means McCord is wants it. And then Bones would whisper to Phil, McCord wants three to one that you make this putt. And Phil would either shake his head yes or no, agreeing to it or not agreeing to it. And so anyway, if if McCord lost, if Phil made the putt, McCord lost, he said he would wad up a $20 bill and drop it behind the TV tower. And Bones would pick it up on the way by. How about that wild story? <laughs> that CBS caught on to it. Uh-huh. And made him stop. <laughs> yeah, you think? How about that? Uh, I'm also done uh, being the go-between for you and all this gambling that you've been doing for OU Golf, by the way, Toby. Not going to be right. the go-between anymore. You're done? You're done? I'm done with it. Okay, fair enough. Top of the hour break. Hey, we're counting down next, Drake. We go to number 11 today. We'll tell you who that team is coming up right after this. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans. KREF, Norman, Oklahoma. And streaming live on the KREF app. Radio Network. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. They have great identity. They're national brands. You found somebody, haven't you? You wanted a boss! Say it! Oklahoma State's not going to change what you do because Oklahoma chose to go to the SEC. They need to change what they do because they're the ones that made their mind up to go to the SEC. What is this? What's happening? What Robert is trying to say is that we are getting a divorce. Don't do this. No. No. I got to say, I could have called this one. No. Yeah. Is it our fault? Is it because we were bad? Please don't cry like that. Please don't. All Oklahoma had to do was not go to the SEC. So it is what it is. And in Oklahoma's case, I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride. Toby! 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 
financially, it's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, bottom line, we carried the league financially. Uh, us in Texas with TV money and whatnot. We accelerated Texas and OU withdrawal, which was a win-win for all parties. It's time for one last countdown and a final ride with the Big 12. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it sucked. We're kicking this, somebody, uh, we're kicking this thing off. Here we go, live from the Palace in Piedmont, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by Carter Jennings Law. Now, with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. And good morning, everyone. Thank you very much, TJ. Hour 2, T-Row in the Morning Show, Friday, August 11. The countdown continues today. We're now just 22 days away from the kickoff of a Sooner football season. And today we will be three-fifths of the way through the countdown. The end of week three today, we're knocking on the door of the top ten. We're unveiling team number 11. But let's remind folks, Drake, of whence we have come so far. you got a lot of fight songs to hit here, Draker. You ready to roll? you got that iced coffee pumping through your veins? That's right, baby. Giddy It's a little earlier than normal, so I want to make sure you're sharp-brained. Let's do it. 25. The Red Raiders came in at 25. Texas Tech thinks they've got a team that could contend, could contend for the Big 12 title this year. 24. Shane Beamer in South Carolina came in at 24. Spencer Rattler's Gamecocks will take on the Tar Heels right out of the chute. Speaking of, 23. UNC came in at 23. So you got Drake May and Spencer Rattler in the season opener there in Charlotte. 22. Texas A&M. Hoping for a bounce-back season. Andrew Monaco joined us on the show to talk about the Jimbo Fisher-Bobby Petrino romance. 21. Woo Pig Suey at 21. Can K.J. Jefferson and the Razorbacks cause some problems in the SEC West this year? 20. Mark Stoops and his Wildcats of Kentucky were our 20th-ranked team. Tom Leach joined us to talk more Kentucky football. 19. What will Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss Rebels be like this year? Well, we know they got a star running back in Quinshawn Judkins. We will see him next year down in Oxford. 18, made some Longhorn fans unhappy with Texas at 18. Is Quinn yours the real deal? We'll find out that this year. 17, TCU National Runners-Up a year ago came in at 17. New quarterback this year, Chandler Scoop Morris under center for them. 16, the electric Michael Penix Jr. quarterbacks, the Washington Huskies. They were our 16th-ranked team. At 15, the Purple Power continued our third straight team that wears that shade. K-State at 15. Will Howard is back. They are the defending Big 12 champs. 14 this week. Well, we skipped right over Oregon at 14. Notre Dame was at 13, led by <laughs> Sam Hartman Sorry. now, the Wake Forest transfer. And then yesterday at 12, they say it might be James Franklin's best team in Happy Valley. Penn State came in at number 12, which brings us to today. The number 11 ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... Good morning. Uh, Good to see everybody. Where's that Sooner magic now, baby? Where's that Sooner magic now? The Oklahoma Sooners come in at number 11. 
on our preseason countdown. I'm a believer, Drake. Hey, now I'm a believer. Uh, Higher than most, higher than most. But listen, if you think back to a year ago, put your thinking caps on, folks. There was one host on this seat on this station that was pumping the brakes. All right. There was one host on this station that was saying, uh, it's year one. It might not all fit perfectly. Maybe we should, you know, throw some realistic expectations out there. So before you call me a homer, let's remember one year ago. Oh, I definitely am a homer. But, but, but remember one year ago, I was saying, uh, This year, I'm a believer. I think the turnaround comes quick in year two for Brent Venables. Um, You know the team, but just for the sake of going through the formalities, Dylan Gabriel back at quarterback, the depth there significantly better than a year ago with Jackson Arnold. If Gabriel doesn't start hot, it could get uncomfortable. Because Sooner Nation desperately wants to see what their five-star McDonald's All-American National Player of the Year is about. Hopefully, Gabriel starts well, and this could be a training year for Jackson Arnold. Not that he won't have a part to play. I think he will. But the hope is Gabriel, who is knocking on the door of one of the top ten passers in college football history, can have a great year. Arnold learns at his hip and is ready to take over the team in year one of the SEC next season. I think their running game is absolutely loaded. I am very excited about Oklahoma at running back this year. I think probably Javante Barnes is the guy and Gavin Sodchuk, but man, we are hearing a whole lot about Caleb Hicks right now in preseason camp. Not to mention Marcus Major is still there. Uh, Dalen Smothers, another highly thought of running back, even Towie Walker. They are deep and loaded and talented at wide receiver. Uh, wide, I mean, at running back. Wide receiver, there is a big question mark as to who will take Marvin Mims' place. I don't know the answer to that, but I do think they have candidates. I do think the job will be done. Is it Anthony? Andrell Anthony? Is it Jalil Farouk, a lot of buzz about the freshman Jacquez Petaway. Are Nick Anderson or Jaden Gibson set to step up in their sophomore season? What about Brennan Thompson, the Texas transfer? What about Stoops and Freeman? We hear nothing but praise for those two guys. Plenty of options there. I think they will be fine, maybe really good in the passing game. I am of the belief you don't have to have a star at wide receiver if you've got one great but sometimes it's even better for the defense to not know where the ball's going if you've got balanced talent across the board it can be equally as effective offensive line they replace both tackles i think they're going to be okay there time will tell walter rouse is getting a ton of praise the stanford transfer on one side tyler guyton the same the former TCU transfer on the other. Will Savion Bird lock down that other guard position? I think probably so. Uh, we shall see. The real story, though, for Oklahoma, 
why I think they're going to turn six and seven around and be potentially one of the top ten teams in the country this year is the defensive side of the ball. I think last year was an outlier, an anomaly for Brent Venables. And I think in year two of the system, we will see significant improvement. Uh Guys who have played it now for a year, who thoroughly understand it, combined with some very well-placed transfer portal pickups and a couple of freshman guys who we think can contribute right away. The defensive line is shaping up nicely. Uh, Dejon Terry from Tennessee. Jonah Laulu moves into the tackle spot. Co Kelly. Excuse me, Grayson Halton, Gilliam, uh, Sears. I think the defensive tackle position is talented and deep. Going to have to have a playmaker emerge on the edge. Bothroyd, Rondell Bothroyd from Wake Forest, impressed in the spring. I think he'll be a factor in the fall as well. Grimes is back. Downs is back. R. Mason Thomas, the... uh, It was a freshman a year ago and made some plays. Can he become a difference maker this year? What about the five-star true freshman? How quickly can he get himself some playing time? Trace Ford from Oklahoma State. Again, depth there, but like at wide receiver, a couple of somebodies need to emerge. Linebacker Stutzman led the league in tackles a year ago. I think he'll be even better. Is it going to be Canick or McKenzie or Connor Near that he lines up against uh, or next to? I don't know. Justin Harrington, if you believe Teddy Lehman, and I have no reason never not to, if you believe Teddy Lehman, he is going to have an all-Big 12, perhaps all-American type season at the cheetah position. He's got the size. He's got the skill level. It seems like it's clicking between the ears for him. Desan McCullough there as well, a very exciting potential backup or starter if it doesn't click for Harrington. And this, I believe, is the best the OU secondary has been in a long time. Stacked at safety, Billy Bowman, uh, Key Lawrence. They bring in Reggie Pearson from Texas Tech. Peyton Bowen, the five-star true freshman. And Woody Washington will lock down one corner. Who wins the other? I think the Gentry Williams is the favorite. Uh, we're hearing a lot, though, about Josiah Wagner. And they have a ton of other options there as well. I think Oklahoma's biggest positive, though, this year might be their schedule. It is very favorable. Arkansas State, SMU, at Tulsa. That's the non-con. They should be 3-0 and with really not much of a test. Then they, Big 12 play go at Cincy, Iowa State, Texas. We'll get back to that. UCF at Kansas, at OSU, West Virginia, at BYU, TCU. The challenges, obviously Texas kicked them pretty good last year. At Kansas might not be a layup now. Kansas has things cooking. I think OU is significantly better than OSU this year, but the game is in Stillwater. You can't take it for granted. It's a rivalry game. Trip out to BYU could be fun, could be tricky. 
TCU and Norman at the end of the year. But OU will be favored in all those games, as of right now anyway, with the possible exception, with the probable exception of the Texas game. However, though, if Texas has a couple of losses by then, maybe not. Drake, I think it is a disappointment this year for Oklahoma if they don't win double-digit games. I think it is a 10-2 and season, the schedule. I believe in the turnaround on defense. I think Gabriel's going to be much better in year two, and he was pretty good last year. I think the rushing attack, not just the running backs, but the rushing attack will be, which led the Big 12 a season ago, will be even better this year. I think the schedule lines out nicely for them. It was year two for Bob Stoops. I think it'll be year two that we see significant turnaround for Brent Venables. I'm a believer. OU at 11 for me, too high, too low, or just right? I'm going to say, so there's several caveats to this. Preseason, it's a little bit too high. But by the end of the season, I think it'll be too low. I think that this is a team, like you said, for all the reasons that you listed off. I mean, Dylan Gabriel is definitely, to me, going to have a better year. Just in the realm, you kind of alluded to it, of Jeff Levy's going to feel a lot more comfortable with quarterback running game knowing Jackson Arnold is behind him. Good point. Then, and Teddy's talked about this a lot, then what we had at backup last year. We saw exactly how dire the backup position was for OU at the quarterback position. So I think that that is a definite positive for the offense going into the season. I think that the interior line will be better than it was last year. Everybody's raving about Savion Bird. Um, this is the final year for Andrew Rame, so you kind of hope that the light clicks on for him at the center position. Defensively, you talked about the huge influx of talent, both through this 2023 signing class and the portal class. Uh, lots of people talking about uh, Dejon Terry, the transfer out of Tennessee at nose tackle as well. Um, there's a ton of guys on the defensive line that you've had that have just been a huge influx of talent. And that, I think, is going to be the biggest difference for OU this season is that final set of 10 games in 2022, a pass rush. Now, we know all the penalty disparities that there were as far as opposing offenses not being able not not having any holding penalties called against them at all basically the final 10 games I don't think that you're going to have the same trouble with the pass rush that you had last year in the big 12 that I looking in this 2023 season I think that because of all the names that you listed, you've got guys like Danny Stutzman and Justin Harrington that it sounds like they are just light years ahead of where they were in 2022. And it is, you're hoping that this is a Kenneth Murray jump year from that sophomore year to that junior year of, okay, he's starting to figure it out to, okay, this guy is a all-American type of player, a first-round draft pick type of player all of a sudden. That's what you need defensively from this team. I think that you're going to see big strides on the defensive line, on the linebacker level, on the secondary level. I think that this is going to be more of a vintage Brent Venables defense that OU fans knew to expect whenever he was defensive coordinator here. 
you got to give them credit too. They've done great in recruiting, but they killed yes. it. I think time will tell. Yeah, they killed it on in the paper. They killed it in this year. Role. Yes, absolutely. Um, not castoffs, not guys that weren't getting playing time. Yeah, starters. guys that were starters in some cases, stars for their team, and they decided to come play at Oklahoma. I'm talking about Andrea Anthony at Michigan, Brendan Thompson at Texas, Walter Rouse at Stanford. Austin Stogner coming back from South Carolina. Rondell Bothroyd at Wake. Dejon Terry at Tennessee. Trace Ford, Oklahoma State. Desan McCullough, Big Ten freshman of the year. Desan McCullough might have been the most coveted defensive player in the portal this last Reggie Pearson at Texas Tech. Uh, All of these guys expected to start or contribute heavily and very good players. So, outstanding job. Teddy Lehman, former Butkus Award winner. Host of The Rush will join us at 8.05 this morning to talk more about our 11th-ranked team, the Oklahoma Sooners. Don't forget, Joe Castiglione, bottom of the hour. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Quick segment here on Hour 2 of the T-Row in the Morning Show. I'm McRiddle, he's A1, Drake, and T-Row here with you today. Saturday, the T-Row in the Morning Show It's brought to you by the great people at Black Thunder Roofing, locally owned and operated Oklahoma company, uh, serving all the metro area out to Shawnee, Yukon, Mustang, all the way down to Purcell, and of course the Oklahoma City, Norman areas as well. Uh, they are Angie's List Super Service Award winner four times now. Check them out at blackthunderroofing.com or call them at 405-473-8028 today to schedule a free estimate and inspection for any storm damage that you might have. Uh, just time for a few text messages before we have to hit a right. timeout to get to Joe. Give him plenty of time. Um, let's see. Uh, Toby and Drake, too dang high. I have faith in... Uh, I think it's going to be a great year, but wanted the Sooners to start at the pole at about 22 or so. Nobody worried about the Sooners. That's from Curtis B. Nobody worried about the Sooners. Hmm. I don't know what that means. I, I'm, the, I, I, if, I, if you're OU people in the Big 12, because of the way you've dominated this league, because of the circumstances of this last season in the Big 12, you're going to be on everybody's radar regardless. So, Yeah, no, I would say uh, they are 19 in the coaches. I think they'll be in that same ballpark in the AP when it comes out. I, I think more highly of them than the national media does. I would Again, I would remind you a year ago the opposite was true, uh, or at least with how a lot of the local pundits felt. I was more cautious about last year's team. So uh, get back to me if – we are six, eight, ten games into the year, and it's gone south. But this is—I believe this team is going to have a big turnaround this year. I think they're going to be really good. T. Rose response: Cash me outside. How about that? Cash me outside. Uh, and one quickly from the four hundred two Nebraska. I'm going to believe in the former Butkus Award winner, and that the Cheetah with Harrington will be the most improved position on the team. Unfortunately, I think OU will have a net negative at tight end. I like Sogner, but B. Will was so valuable in all facets of the game uh, with production true. not being uh, okay. the same there this year. Yeah, no, that's true, but they are entirely different players. And 
Willis did so many things. He was so versatile. Stogner is not that player. However, Stogner does bring something Braden Willis didn't, which is he's enormous. And if you remember some of the big plays Austin Stogner made when he was here before, the big touchdown catch against Texas in the big comeback win in, in, in overtime, uh, against Oklahoma State at the times when Spencer would just throw the ball up to him in the end zone and he was taller and bigger than everyone. That is something Dylan Gabriel did not have last year. And it is possible that Austin Stogner becomes a security blanket for him. Can he do everything Willis did? No. Can he be a huge third down and red zone weapon? Absolutely. I don't think we should write off that Stogner will not make an impact this year. I think he very well could make a big impact this year. Break time. When we come back, we're visiting with the AD. Joe Castiglione joins us live next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Always a thrill and an honor when we are joined by the director of athletics at the University of Oklahoma, Joe Castiglione. He'll join us for the entire show here in uh, 21 days, our annual Joe C. Day coming up. Just a segment today. Joe, welcome to the show. Good Friday morning to you. Good morning, Toby. How are we doing? I'm doing good. How are you today, sir? Excellent. Excellent. I, uh... I'm standing outside. It kind of made me reminisce a little bit about our our Friday morning shows uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> TJ had uh, all kinds of music from uh, the stage play Oklahoma. It was uh, it was quite a thing we had as a, a running running show during that time. So I don't yeah, the, hear the birds like I used to, but uh, it's late in the summer. And the birds were always in the background. They'll make a 30 for 30 someday on our chats with Josie during the pandemic. That's for sure. Those were, uh, they were, those were they were legendary. They were legendary. Well, are you excited about the season ahead, about the, the team that Brent Venables has put together this year? Oh, very much so. Very much so. It's, there's so much to, uh, you know, to focus on. Primarily because you know we've got a lot of exciting players that uh, we got to see develop last year that are back, but a whole lot of new ones. And I know you've been practicing some of their names, right? <laughs> I know that uh, you'll be challenged in the booth, but uh, they're great, great guys, great players. The work ethic has been fantastic. Uh, their preparation, being around them, is just—it's really special. I'm. Uh, I'm excited. What do we have? 27 days before the season starts, so can't wait for it to get here. 22 days away. How are we looking on the uh, ticket front? Are there still some opportunities for folks out there? There are, and uh, not many. You know, we're uh, we're closing in on just a few season tickets, but we have several different um, ticket packages that we've offered the last several years that are uh, still in play. Um, we've got a, a, uh, an attendance streak. We got to keep going, right, Toby? We've That's right. been selling out our stadium ever since, uh, coach Stoops first game in 1999. So 
you know, with uh, the excitement of our team, the top five recruiting class, you know, there's, there's just so much to, uh, to be there and be curious about as well as uh, get our team started off the right way. Um, you know, this, uh, you know, this, this uh, whole point this year is getting people locked in because we know what the schedule is going to be last year, excuse me, next year. And so the, this year you've got to be, you know, in a position to um, take advantage of it because there are, by experience, there are a lot of people that wait to the last minute. And uh, I'm telling you, it's not going to work out for them because uh, the, the fans that have these season tickets this year are going to be the ones that are going to be first in line. And I, uh, I know we've always been mindful of uh, trying to make our, um, all of our events uh, family-friendly, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the new uh, price point that we started this year of $400 for a season ticket in certain areas of the stadium. And we've had quite a bit of interest in that. And ticket uh, reps on our staff are ready to assist. People can uh, check into that at uh, Soonersports.com or call 405-325-2424. 405-325-2424. So we're, uh, we're ready and waiting to take care of everybody. There has been another seismic shift in uh, the world of collegiate athletics since we've last talked, really, in just in the last couple of weeks with uh, the new teams out of the Pac-12 joining up with the Big 12, Oregon and Washington going to the Big 10. Florida State is, uh, you know, causing some issues out there in the ACC. What do you think of the latest round of conference realignment, Joe? Well, candidly, there are a lot of mixed emotions. Uh, uh, as you know, uh, we've been on all sides of this, and uh, it's it's never easy. And uh, yet, you understand uh, what's taken place and and decisions that have to be made. But that doesn't mean it's uh, it doesn't cause some issues and that. The part that really concerns me is uh, we've, we've just seen some decisions that could have been made better not be made at a timely point when it it might have made a difference for many more schools. Um, I'm not here to sit in judgment. People probably are doing that around what we did, and we understand that, but we're charged with doing what's right for the University of Oklahoma, and uh, when we made our decision – Back in uh, July of 21, uh, it was very strategic. Uh, it it didn't happen uh, overnight. You know, there were a lot of different uh, pieces of information that we processed over a period of time and, you know, saw the world in a certain way. And quite candidly, a lot of what we foresaw back then has taken place. So uh, in many ways, our forward thinking decision has been validated over and over again. And so I'm thankful, and I hope everybody around Oklahoma is thankful that our path forward is secure. And the future in the SEC is going to be very, very good, exciting, and uh, great for the University of Oklahoma. But We've done this, and I hope people always realize as much as our world is swirling and there's so much to talk about, Toby, that uh, involves a student-athlete, 
um, we've got to always, you know, remind people that keeping the student athlete at the forefront of all of our thinking and our decision making is is the number one thing, and uh, that's what we always do. I can um, sleep at night knowing that every decision we've made has been in their best interest, uh, our program's best interest, and our university's best interest, and the people that follow us. So we're going to work on focusing on Oklahoma and trying to make sure that our path is always great. Again, Joe's going to join us for the entire show on September the 1st. I'm excited to talk to you more about this topic then because there's a lot we can discuss, including you know, where do you anticipate all this is in the end going to land, how many teams, all that kind of stuff. It'll be, it'll be fascinating. But for today, final year of the Big 12, you said the word mixed emotions, the words mixed emotions a while ago. I would imagine that's the case for you here as well. We're all excited about the SEC, but one last lap around this conference, there's a little bit of melancholy there as well. What are your emotions going into this last year of the Big 12? Primarily focused on um, everything we can do to make sure our teams have the best path towards success, period. Um, they've, they've got a lot on their plate. You know, we, we know that. And uh, being the best student-athletes and best teams as they come together, as they can be, our coaching staffs are outstanding, uh, supporting them. We know that uh, the competition is going to be incredibly fierce. We welcome four new members. We're going to be traveling to a few new sites. Um, uh, some we've been to before, um, but, but certainly not uh, competing in a conference game type atmosphere. So uh, we want it to be um, a great experience and do everything we can to give them the best chance to win. We want to win as many Big 12 championships in our last year as we can. Um, the other mixed emotion is, you know, quite candidly, uh, you know, we've, we've always tried to be a great partner in the Big 12. I personally was at the table when the concept of the Big 12 was uh, developed. Uh, certainly you could go back and talk about conference realignment back then and uh, what happened uh, in the formation of the Big 12 um, to the Southwest Conference. And uh, we've got a, now one of the uh, the teams uh, in the that Southwest Conference is now part of the Big 12. Um, so you know, you think about conference realignment has been around since the early 90s. So one move has always sort of started another. And probably go back to maybe when Penn State went to the Big Ten. Made it Big 11 at that point. And there was Big 11 for a long time until they added uh, Nebraska. So, um, and then 2010 is when we've seen the most recent dominoes fall and kept going you know, over the last 10 to 12 years. So, um, what, uh, and I'm happy for the Big 12. They've done a lot of good things you know, for their future. And as we've always said, we're going to be a, a really good partner. Um, for every day that we're in this conference. One thing I want to talk to you about in three weeks is how close did we really get to being in the Pac-12? Well, I'd be interested in going back to that so, that crazy summer and kind of reliving that a little bit, but we don't have time today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll, we'll save that for a Friday because that's, 
there's a lot to unpack there. I understand there's some breaking news coming our way at some point this morning. Is that right? Yes, sir. Actually, uh, right about the time you go off the air. That was intentional. No, not really. <laughs> Come on, Joe. <laughs> no, no. So uh, probably a little after 9 o'clock, we'll be announcing the final two non-conference opponents for our 24 schedule. Um, Toby, you and I have talked about this before. You know uh, how we've been sort of working you know, along with the SEC uh, as, as we determine whether the conference was going to uh, – have eight or nine conference games uh, in the year we start. In, in late May, uh, the decision was made that the conference would remain at eight for at least the 24 season. Uh, any decision beyond 24 has not yet been made. But uh, that put us in a position to have to find two games. Uh, we had an open date that we were holding depending on how the SEC schedule broke out. Um, because if the conference went to nine, we knew some of the schools in the SEC would have teams that might have to move off their schedule. So we were going to take one of those to replace. But that didn't happen. And uh, when you do something like football scheduling, at this late date, the options are few and far between. In fact, there were almost nothing. Uh, we were able to get one Power 5 opponent that would work, one. And I'm very very fortunate that that worked out for us. But the good news is um, for our fans, we're going to have seven home games nice. in 24. Um, I could tell you one of the dates for the games we'll announce at 9 a.m. is set uh, because we were able to determine – through conversations with the SEC, that that uh, a particular date uh, available in our schedule would not be one where they would place an SEC matchup for us. So the first three weeks will be set. So I'm telling you a, a little bit more without naming the opponents. So one one will be uh, uh, held in, in the uh, open date during the first three weeks. And the other opponent that will announce is working with us to be flexible because we really don't know our SEC schedule yet. As you know, we know the opponents, but we right. don't know the dates. And we have the requirement that the um, Red River rivalry, uh, that's what we're calling it now, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. As of yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Just, just call it OU Texas and be done with it. You know, Correct. we keep changing these names. It's, it's all marketing, and that's saying something for an old marketing guy like me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> in any event, um, the, the OU Texas game generally occurs in the uh, first or second week in October. So we uh working with the SEC once that date is determined, and they'll build the rest of the games around it. So this other non-conference team – has been uh, great to work with, and they're going to hold on until we know what our SEC schedule is because we'll know we'll have potentially a, a date somewhere in there that we're going to have to find a game. And uh, I don't know if we'll have the dates for the 
the uh, schedule of the opponents we already know by the end of August or early September, but I know they're working hard to try to finalize that. So we will announce the team at 9, but not the exact date of the game until we learn the SEC schedule. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So one of the two is a Power 5 team. Did I hear you say that correctly? Correct. And there will be seven home games. So both of these new opponents we're going to find out about are coming to Owen Field. And uh, one of them is going to play uh, on the open date between Temple and Tulane. So if I understood that correctly anyway, that means there will not be an SEC game until at least week four. Did I understand that correctly? Correct. So, right. And so you also know that the first three games of the 24 season will be at home. Nice. Okay. All right. So just after you, you didn't tell us who it was, but you did give us some, some juicy hints there. So uh, that uh, I appreciate them. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Just after 9 yeah. a.m., we're about an hour and 10 minutes away, folks, for finding out the final two opponents in next year's OU football schedule. That's correct. Joe, thanks. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, again, folks, there are a few, not many, a few season tickets remaining, 405-325-2424. Jump on them now. Not only does it get you a seat for this year, it gets you first in line for that first year in the SEC next year as well. Joe, thank you. We appreciate it. My pleasure, Toby. Look forward to being on with you uh, the uh, Friday before the first game. It'll be a lot of excitement for sure. A lot of excitement and a lot of breakfast. That's uh, that's our annual. <laughs> well, you tradition. know, we'll never. <laughs> you know, we have a certain standard we have to uphold. That's exactly right. That's right. Thank you, thank you, Joe. My pleasure, Toby. Talk soon. All right, there you go. Sooner athletic uh, athletic director Joe Castiglione. We've got some breaking news headed our way in just over an hour. We'll be back. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Very quick segment here. T-Row in the morning show. Drake Dyke and Toby Rowland here with you today. If you missed... Uh, OU Athletic Director Joe Castiglione, last segment. Awesome stuff from him once again this morning. Uh, you'll be able to catch that separately on the podcast. Just go to kref.com and click on the podcast page or go to your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF Sports. This hour of the t Run Morning Show It's brought to you by the great people at Black Thunder Roofing. Uh, give them a call at 405-473-8028 or visit blackthunderroofing.com to get a free inspection estimate today on any storm damage you might have sustained this last spring. Just one text I want to get to here, T-Row, let you'll handle this one on the Kittemeyer Chevrolet text line. Out of the 580, guys, I can't listen every day, so I don't know how to follow you when 94.7 ends. What is the plan? What's the best way for me to listen, T-Row? Well, we still have a network of affiliates across the state. I don't know where this person lives, and we will be working to rectify, are working to rectify the Oklahoma City situation soon. However, get the app. Everywhere in the world, you can listen on the app. So uh, get the app. It's easy to download. It's just one push, boom, you're on. You can hear all of our shows everywhere in the world on the app every day. So get it as a backup, backup, if not as your primary way of listening. Anyway, they're listening right now all across the United States and in other countries. We'll check in on some of those locations in the next hour, but get the app. 
Teddy Lehman joins us next to talk about our 11th-ranked team, the Oklahoma Sooners. From the gridiron to the hardwood to the diamond, no one covers the Sooners like we do. If it's Sooner Sports, we have you covered 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. This is the home of Sooner fans. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Zero. Love you, Ted. I missed you Saturday. I know. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show on a Friday, August 11. August 11, team number 11 on our countdown today, the Oklahoma Sooners. And we welcome in now Sooner expert, Teddy Lehman, my radio partner in 22 days. I cannot wait. Good morning, Ted. Hang on a second. You have the Sooners ranked 11? Yes. What a homer. Too high, too low, or just right, Ted? I, I have no idea, but um, that that's that's a bit of a separation from the rest of the pack where they've got uh, Oklahoma ranked, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm higher on them than most are. Yeah. Uh, opposite of last year, I would say. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty high on the guys this year. And I think you're fairly high. I've listened to your show a little bit in the afternoons. I like the show a lot. Where do you think Oklahoma is better this year than last? They're going to have to be better, Ted. They were six and seven last year. They're going to have to be a whole lot better, right? So, where do you think they are or have a chance to be better this year? Well, I think defensively they're going to be better. Um, part of that is I, I really like some of the guys and some of the depth that they have. The other part is they've set the bar so incredibly low a year ago that it's going to be hard not to be better. But I I think in the secondary, man, they're deep. They're athletic. Um, they've got some good experience. Uh, you know, at, at the corner position, they are scrappy. Um, D-line, like the interior defensive line, is, I mean, they they're potentially going to have a a five or six man rotation that is is pretty daggum solid, and then we know at the edge they've got all kinds of guys. They've got you know transfers and young five stars and you know experienced returning starters. They've got a great mix of players there. We'll see, you know, kind of who emerges there as a starter. I think it may just be a big rotation with all those guys throughout the year which is not a problem at, at defensive end so backers 
Stutzman's coming back. He's picked up where he left off last year, and, you know, they got a battle going on at Mike. But, you know, all in all, I like all of it. We'll just see if it all comes together and they can pull it off on Saturday. You have a uh, strong opinion on Justin Harrington and yeah. the season you feel like he could have at Cheetah this year. Yes. He is uh, he's, he's an exceptional talent physically, physically gifted. He's 6'3", you know, 215 pounds, plus pounds. He's a, he's a 4'3 runner. He's got a 40-plus-inch vertical. And, you know, he... He had a knee injury whenever he first came to OU. Um, and then, you know, he as soon as Venables came, he had entered the transfer portal and then asked Venables if he could come back and kind of missed half the spring, but, you know, worked his way, did everything that Coach asked of him. Was a, was a backup player for him last year. But, you know, he's playing that cheetah spot. He's like, if you could, if you could, I lay it out perfectly he's he's the perfect match for the cheetah spot because he's played corner all right the last last group had him playing corner where you work on the man-to-man skills you're you're covering wide receivers you you get a good understanding of zone concepts and what's going on on the back end he's played safety um so he understands the rotations understands what's going on back there on the on the deep end and all the different coverages that they play and and now he's getting the last piece of it which is the linebacker part of it which is you know, probably what you use the least there as far as being in the box and the run fit stuff, it does happen. But he's played all of the positions individually that the Cheetah ends up being, you know, like a medley of. So I, I think when you combine that raw athleticism, he's got a motor like no one else on the team. And and just the, the positions that he's played, it all lines up really good. And when I've been out to practice, He's flashed and looks really, really good. We hear a lot, both both from the coaches and the fans, about this being year two for Brent and that everything is going to click better in year two. Frankly, that's kind of what I'm relying on with this ranking a little bit. You've been through this with Brent Venables. Can you think back to that time and remember the difference in your brain and your playing ability between year one and year two? Yeah, well, uh, I was also a freshman in year one, which kind of compounds things. But and, and I talked about this with Stutzman before. You know, your the stages you go through is. You know, whenever you're young and you're just learning a, a system, you're just trying to be in the right place and not ruin everything for everybody. And then, like, the next stage is uh, you're, there's a little bit of confidence in where you're lining up, but you're still just focused on you and where you line up and what your job is and, like, what's going to happen on this play to you. And then the next evolution is, how is the offense going to attack me? Like out down in distance, predicting what's going to be coming at you. And I think a lot of those guys are going to be more into the, I already know where I'm going to be. I understand the defense. Now I could focus on how are they going to try and attack me? Like what's important here? What, what's going on in the game? What's the down in distance? What, what happened last drive whenever we had something similar and whenever you can start, 
focusing on some of those things, you, you're not just kind of you're not. Like whenever you don't know, you're never in the flow of the game. You're just worried about trying to do your job, and it doesn't, you know, it never really works out right. You know, you can sometimes make it through without looking stupid, but that's about all you're doing. And I feel like most of the guys out there are past that, and they're playing football. And to me, that's what you combine that with all of the rotations and, and some of the depth that we have. It, it you feel like there's going to be a pretty big step. When we have broadcasters on from other schools, I like to ask them. Uh, what is their biggest concern about their team this year? How would you answer that for Oklahoma? That's a good question. Um, I think I, I, the first thing I would I would start with concern is just by football IQ or football um, savvy. Last year we had none, and maybe it's because of what I was talking about. Whenever you're just learning the system, everyone's just kind of focused on themselves. You don't, you can't see the bigger picture. And, you know, we were terrible in some game management stuff as, you know, the clock, uh, capitalizing on opportunities when you, you know, you're down in the red zone and you're able to score. We had touchdowns called back. We missed on wide open plays, you know, defensively we're, we're misaligned and we're missing tackles because of it. I just, like, if if we don't get better at, like, the game management aspect of things, like, sometimes it's not going to matter. Right? If you can't take advantage of those opportunities when you have them. Like, to me, that's really – because, like, we were what we were last year. But, like, the difference between, you know, winning six games and winning eight or nine games last year wasn't – really a talent issue it was a game management issue type of thing and if we don't get any better at that then it's going to hold us back several wins again you know you never know where they're going to come and and what game that might be but uh, you've got to be good in those situations because i guarantee they're going to happen where there's going to be tight games and the team that's able to execute is going to win like that's one of the things that they've got to prove is that they can execute in critical moments I'm going to give you a, uh, a list of transfer portal guys here, and I want you to tell me the one or two you think will make the biggest impact immediately day one, okay, game one. Andrell Anthony, Brendan Thompson, Walter Rouse, Austin Stogner, Rondell Bothroyd, Dejon Terry, Trace Ford, Dasan McCullough, Reggie Pearson, Connor Neer. There are a lot of really good transfer portal guys they have brought in. Who's the one or two that you have seen or that you believe are going to jump out and immediately big, be big-time playmakers? Well, Walter Rouse is going to be your starting left tackle. That's a pretty big position. Yeah. So he's going to have a huge impact right away. Um, I say Stogner because if it ain't Stogner, it ain't no one right now. Uh, tight end depth is a real issue for us right now. So Stogner being healthy and being out there on the field is is going to be huge. Um, I think just from what I've seen, I think Bothroyd is our most consistent edge player. We've got guys that have a much higher ceiling than him. They're not quite ready yet, um, but he does everything well. He stops the run well, 
good with his hands, gets to the quarterback. He'll have a big impact. And I think Reggie Pearson has a chance to be the starting safety opposite uh, Bowman. So, I mean, just right off the top of my head, I, I, I don't know. Is that all the guys that you mentioned pretty much? <laughs> you, no, you named four, but – like all I mean, of them yeah. could. Anthony Thompson definitely could be big impacts at, at wide out. Uh, Terry up front. Yeah. yeah Trace I, Ford. Our um, our interior defensive line has a chance to be pretty dang good now. Whenever they've got uh, Dejon Terry and Jonah Luulu, who moved in from the edge, 6'6, he's over 300 pounds now, has really long arms. He could be a problem for some of those interior guys, and he's really he got really strong over the off season. He's got some real good push. Like they could be a problem now. I'm I'm optimistic on that group. I'm I'm curious to see how it looks once you know camp continues to move on and we get out there into some live action in the fall. Because sometimes it can be difficult to tell, but I I think those guys could end up being pretty good. Okay, similar question about uh, – I picked out a half dozen freshmen here. I think the, the guys there are most likely. But the question is, when we get to the end of the season, which of these guys will have made the biggest impact? Okay, by the end of the season. Jacquez Petaway, Caden Green, uh, Peyton Bowen, Josiah Wagner. Adipoju Adibaware. Jackson Arnold. Um, I think Josiah Wagner right off has a chance to be a starting corner. Wow. And if he doesn't start, he's definitely going to be a heavy rotation player at corner. Um, I think Peyton Bowen is – he is definitely going to be in the mix right out of the gate. He may start in some of their sub packages. Like if they go dime and have six DBs out there, I imagine he'll start in that package, and he'll probably rotate in in the others, at least early on, and who knows what he works himself into. He'll be a contributor. I think, you know, it's a small sample size, and it's early in training camp, but Caleb Hicks right now looks the best, looks, like, looks like the best running back to me. My small bad. I left size. him out. Yep. Good job by you. Yep, Caleb Hicks. Uh, but, again, small sample size, but he looks incredible. Um, Caden Green, you know, he's battling right now. He, I, re, I really like what he, he's, he's done through the spring and early training camp. I mean, he may factor in at one of the guard spots, possibly. He can play tackle. I mean, the versatility that he has already as a true freshman is pretty impressive. He's done a good job. But he's one of those guys where it's almost if he's playing, like maybe that's a bad thing that something's happened. Right. right, I think uh, he's going to be really, really good. I just, you know, I, I'm worried that if it's he's playing, it's because something else has happened. But he's gonna he's gonna factor in at some point. Um, and Jackson Arnold, you know, it's almost the same thing with him. I, he's got a, a tremendous amount of upside. He's still making some some freshman mistakes out there, and. and but you see some things that he does in practice that are incredible. I'm curious to see. I think he'll play a lot in the non-conference because of, you know, hopefully being able to, to get up big and have a chance to put him in. I'm I'm curious to see if Levy builds 
some type of package for him to make him a part of the office, uh, offense right away. And I think that they probably will. And if that's the case, who knows what happens. But I do think that he'll – if they do that, he'll be a factor and he'll be really good at whatever they use. So that's – it's kind of hard on him. You don't know right? – you kind of hope, like, if he doesn't play, that means Dylan Gabriel's had a really good year, and I think there's a, a pretty good chance of that. He looks sharp. P.J. with too far to go and too many guys in front of him to be a, to make a big impression this year? Um, I, I wouldn't expect him to be in this, in this, like, the, the starting rotation out there with the, you know, in the, in the fire right away. Um, I think he's going to be getting reps when the game is maybe in, in hand, maybe a, a few reps here and there throughout a game and situationally. But he's such a freak athletically. Right? He's, he's going to be making strides throughout the season. It's not, you know, you go through training camp and then the season starts. Like the improvement doesn't start right, uh, stop right there. It continues. So, I think he's going to continue to grow into a role, and it, it's not going to take much for him to all of a sudden start to be a big factor out there. I mean, he's he's incredibly gifted. You can see it whenever you're out there at practice. He just he, he looks different than everyone else. You know, he's got super long arms, but he's he's not, well, you don't look at him to say he's skinny, but you know he he's just he's a different looking dude. He'll he's gonna he's gonna be a huge factor. And he's going to end up being a first-round draft pick. We'll just see how he progresses through this season. It's not all that important. Would we like for him to go out and look like Miles Garrett this year? Yes, but that's not going to happen. It's going to take a little bit of time. Teddy and Tyler have the best afternoon show in the market. It's not even close. You can hear them three to six right here on the ref, the rush. And then three weeks from tomorrow, we will be in the booth together again as the Sooners host Arkansas State. Ted, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All right, gentlemen. See ya. Teddy Lehman, Oklahoma at number 11. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Final hour of the week for the T-Row in the Morning Show rolls on. Drake Dyke and Toby Rowland here with you here on The Ref. This hour is brought to you by the great people RK Black and Business Over. 70 years bringing the best in office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and in Kansas. So if you're listening to the state of Kansas on the KREF app, RK Black, they can still serve you. Give them a call at 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com for more information. Uh, we do have some breaking news that's uh, due to hit at the top of the hour. The final two opponents for the 2024 football season set to hit. Uh, that is brought to you by Wagner's Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical, and Plumbing. Uh, we sell the best and service the rest. Uh, all breaking news on the ref is brought to you by Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning. Um that is very big news. One of those two opponents, T-Row, uh, Josie alluded yeah. to, is going to be a Power 5 opponent. So, or, Yeah, he didn't tell I, us who it's going to be, but he gave us a couple of hints. I guess at this point we need to say Power 4 opponent. But I, well, unless unless he's saying a, it's Cal, Stanford, Washington State, or right. Oregon State. Could be. 
Yeah, they uh, their one, their one schedules the, are very open right now in 2024. So, one of the two is a Power Five team. He also said that OU will play seven home games next year, which means both of these games to be announced will be at home, because they only have three SEC home games. So all four non-conference games next year will be at home. You know, so far, Temple and Tulane, plus the two that will be announced here at 9 a.m. And he said one of those games has been agreed upon to be played. Uh, on, on a specific date. It's locked in on a day. Yeah, I think it's September 7th would, would be when it has to be. Uh, right now... As I'm looking at it, you got Temple on August 31st and Tulane on September 14th. So one of these two new games would go between those two, which means the big news there is OU will not play their first SEC game until at least week four of the season next year. There had been some talk and speculation about how fun would it be to open the season with Alabama or you know, Texas and Alabama are playing week two this year to, mm-hmm. right out of the bat. Uh, it sounds like Joe is saying it's going to be three straight non-conference home games at, at a minimum before they get into SEC play. There's a fourth non-con game that's going to go somewhere there. The, the likelihood is it'll be kind of like we've seen all the SEC teams do, a breather late in the season would be my guess. But um, at least the first three will be non-con home games and then into SEC play. Before you have we... a speculation on who the Power 5 team is? Um, I don't. I mean, it, those four teams that I listed are going to have very open schedules. So uh, it, I guess it's possible it could be one of those four. Um, I mean, we've got all sorts of people on the Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line saying, please make it be USC. I definitely don't think it's that. Um, I would be, Seems unlikely. I would be surprised if that's the case. So you bring up a good point. 2024 next year is when everything's happening. Mm-hmm. Right? Or uh, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. Everything is 2024, right? Yeah. So the teams as of right now that are scrambling are those four out west. And, you know, with Stanford, with Cal, both of those, there's been lots of whispers about those two teams going independent. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, very open schedules, potentially. Yeah. All right. It's a theory. Yeah. It's Uh, a theory. Before we get to the Kindermeyer Chevrolet uh, text line, we do have some NFL slash OU camp news to talk about. Neutral Vodka Seltzer brings you all of our – OU Camp, NFL Camp News. They're the official sponsor of OU Athletics, made with only vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. Hey, it's gluten-free to your road, too, so it's a little bit healthy for you. 100 calories and zero added sugar. It's the last hard seltzer you'll ever need to try. Um, Not-so-shocking news on the NFL front that's got a big OU connection. Baker Mayfield, according to multiple sources, expected to be named the starter for the Tampa Bay Great. Buccaneers. Great. Fantastic. Kenneth Chevrolet. He's got big – you probably don't know this. You don't uh, pay as close yeah. attention no, to no, the no, uh, no. NFL as I do. No. He's got big shoes to fill. Oh, who was, uh, who was there before? Uh, Tom Brady. Oh. Heard of him? Oh. 
Uh, Come I try on, Drake. To, you know I try to forget that guy. There's, Come on, Drake. There is not a guy in NFL history that uh, triggers me more than that that guy. No yeah. thanks. I don't, I don't need him brought up. Um, yeah. Connecticut Fire Triple A text line. Morning, buddy. I Big really morning. want sports betting to be legal in Oklahoma, but I'm also concerned about athletes betting on the game. Do you think OU's compliance department is ready for that? What in the world was going on in Iowa State's compliance department? Have a good day. Uh, not not a good situation that Matt Campbell has on his hands. Possibly is uh, starting quarterback, starting running back could be out for a significant time this season. The one dude bet the one Iowa State player bet against his own team against Texas. And lost. <laughs> Iowa State ended up winning the game like thirty to seven. Maybe he was trying to do like I'm so bad at gambling. I'm gonna uh, do a reverse jinx. OSU has been touched by this now mm-hmm. because uh, it's an Iowa receiver, right? Arland Bruce came from Iowa, correct? I don't. I think it was Iowa. I think that's right. I don't think it was Iowa State. Um, he apparently had done some stuff so how that affects his uh yeah it's iowa how that affects you know his status at oklahoma state now is up in the air uh it's it's a mess um that i would imagine that could potentially make a very thin wide receiver core at osu to begin with even thinner yeah potentially there's got to be some ramifications if you're betting on your own sport yeah that is not that's Pete Rose stuff. Iowa is not the only state where these uh, draft kings and uh, uh, what's the other one uh, are legal. So there are probably some college football players in some other states right now that are shaking in their boots. You know, it, I, I think it's a legitimate concern Carter has for the day if and when this happens in the state of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. because you know. It's going to be hard to contain. Obviously, it is hard to contain. So, well, I mean, we shall it's, see. Uh, like I heard Teddy and Tyler talking about this quite a bit yesterday. Is like, I don't know because a lot of people are throwing Matt Campbell under the bus. I'm not sure what it is aside from monitoring all of these guys' phones directly, and because, like, I think it was Hunter Decker's was the one that had like put in fake names to go gamble on some of these apps using his parents names yeah or something like that yeah like not even using his identity all you can do is is education and threats is say listen you can't do this and we mean it and remind them constantly and hope that they get the message like it's the same for professional athletes i.e pete rose it's not allowed on your own sport anyway. And if you're caught, it's there's major ramifications. I mean, we've we've seen some of that this year in the NFL already. So it's just new in college and they got all excited about it and did it and I'm sure they're not the only ones. It's yeah, it's going to be it's a bad situation for both those schools up in Iowa right now. 8:34 Friday morning, we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
Oh, what a show today, Draker. And like all breaking news, it'll happen after our show this morning. That's right. I'm guessing. You know me, Drake. I don't know anything, so I'm going to render a guess. Okay. I'm going to say the two teams to be announced at 9 a.m. One will be East Popcorn State. Ooh. That's the rum dum. Yeah. And the Power 5 team will be... Oklahoma State. Wow, really? No, I don't think so, but wouldn't that be something? (laughs) That would be... That is one of... (laughs) That's probably the second most fascinating possibility that they... USC or Oklahoma State? Yes, those are are the top two... Like storyline games that are just everybody would be vacillating over because, goodness gracious, Mike Gundy would have just been completely rid of OU, not having to deal with that big silverback gorilla that's been hanging around his neck for the last 20 years. And then immediately, oh, we're going to schedule a home and home in, in spite of you saying everything that you've said, Mike. I like where you went with the four teams left out West thing, but... I wonder if some of the other teams on the move, if their non-conference schedules got jostled in the move. Like either they've got a spot to fill like OU does or they were going to play a team from their conference already. I don't know know any of these, like a Wisconsin, for instance, if they had Oregon on the schedule moving forward, if that opened up like a Wisconsin possibly. Arizona State. Yeah. Or Colorado. Yeah. You know, one of those teams on the move here, who's Arizona, whose schedules have been jostled, and maybe they are suddenly looking for a game. Well, and even like it, just some of these teams that are going into a tougher conference, if they don't want to play somebody like a ACC school, or they just uh, all of a sudden are going from uh, possibly having nine conference games. I don't know what the schedule looks like in the Big Ten, but like, let's say that. Oregon or Washington, they're going from four non-con games to nine. Then there's a possibility that there might be an extra ACC school. So even a school like a conference that doesn't have any realignment changes that have happened yet, there still could be repercussions on like everybody's non-conference schedule for all this. I will be surprised if it's any kind of a big name. I mean, I think. Yeah, I I don't think that you're going to have a Florida State, a Penn State, anything like that. I mean, no, you've got so many. You've got so many big names that are coming in on the SEC schedule as it is, and then you already have so many big games on conference scheduled down the line, like Michigan. You got Michigan in twenty five and twenty six. Yeah. Um. Nebraska again in twenty nine thirty. Clemson's not until the thirties, but they're on down the line. I just think year one SEC, they they were dealt a, hard, a tough hand. Um, it's going to be mean, a tough all gonna, hand every year. Yeah, no, you're right. But f- for four of the s- games to be on the road and only three at home, mm-hmm. to get at LSU and Bam- – you're right. It's always going to be tough. I just feel like probably the Power 5 team is going to be of the caliber of – um, Illinois, Washington State, 
that tier of a team. A, a Purdue, uh, what's the ACC? Perhaps. A Boston College. Yeah. Purdue, that was a good one. Wake Forest, something like that. Yeah, Wake has been pretty good, but yeah, okay. Yeah, that I, I would be surprised if the Power 5 team is one that makes us go, wow. But that they got a Power 5 team is of note at this late date. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to matter at all strength of schedule-wise once you're in the SEC. Remember, we're going to a 12-team playoff, too. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, it's the the big surprise is that it's not going to be like some directional state for both of these non-conference games that right. hadn't been announced yet. That it sounds is, like one of them will be, but not mm-hmm. both. That's right. Yeah. So Temple, Tulane, which Tulane just beat USC last year. So let's don't take them too for light, too lightly. Yeah. Oh, and everybody wants to remember that for as long as possible. So, uh, But still, it's Tulane. One other of that ilk, and then a Power 5 team. And then it's into... Again, if you joined us late, Joe said uh, just after 9 a.m., they will announce the two remaining non-conference opponents for 2024. He did not tell us who they are, but he gave us a hint. He said one of the two will be a Power 5 team. That OU will play seven home games in 2024, which is all the more reason that if you do not have season tickets for 2023 yet, get in now because that will get you first in line next year when Alabama, South Carolina, and Tennessee are all coming to town, along with four non-conference games. So seven home games next year, 405-325-2424. And he said that one of these two teams to be announced will slot in the open week of the first three weeks of the season. So you're going to have Temple, Tulane, and one of these two teams to be announced will be the first three games of the season next year, all at home. So the first SEC game, OU's SEC opener, will not be until at least week four next season. You you know who I kind of want it to be, speaking of all these Power 5 schools? Who you want what to be? The Power the, 5 team? Yes. is who? I want I really want it to be... Assuming he's still there, North Carolina, for just the Mac Brown. Okay. That'd be factor. fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't mind that. But Drake May will be gone. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that that helps. Yeah. Um I don't think there's any chance that you're gonna see him play. Well, who who just gave up the uh uh was it Army or Air Force? That just said they're not going to run the wishbone anymore. I think it was Army. Was it Could Army? Okay, I I don't Could remember seeing this story. So uh, they're not going to schedule a team that runs the wishbone. No chance. Yeah. Uh, not that they are a Power Five team, but I I still hope we get to go to Army someday. Oh, I do Doesn't too. Sound like it's uh, that now, was that was one that, that was probably as far as like sports wise goes from. Like, the effects of the pandemic, like, that was one of the more disappointing things to happen in that 2020 season is that road trip getting canceled, so. Uh, I got some guesses out there that people are offering up on Twitter. Yep. Uh, Utah and North Texas. Okay. NC State. North Texas. North Texas one I thought about just because of, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean proximity. Proximity. You've played them a lot in the non-conference over the last twenty years, probably like three or four times. So, this person is guessing a uh, Cal and Tulsa. Uh, a couple of Washington guests out there. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penix should be gone, right? I think this is his last year. Um, Yeah. So we shall see. It's coming up soon. About 15 minutes. Break time. We'll wrap it up. Final segment of the week next for us. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland. TJ Perry and Chris Plank brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. When do we expect the return of Chris Plank, Drake? It is scheduled to be Monday. Okay. You so know, life sometimes Monday. finds a way to throw a wrench in those spokes. I but. mean, I, but, right, but with Plank, like, he probably would come back earlier than he had said. Well. If anything. I, I know on one of his vacation days there were tweets or Instagram posts or something that he was hosting a show. So, uh, <laughs> you know how Shocker. that guy operates. He's taking his Comrex with him so he can. Uh, fill in whenever he gets the opportunity on one of those national shows. So, All right, well, final segment of the week, so let's empty out the mailbag. Anybody uh, say anything on the old text machine there? We've got a whole, lot, a whole lot of text to get to. Uh, apologies to everybody that we haven't gotten to get to today. Um, somebody out of the 405 saying, thinking about our Hawaiian Sooners this AM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. those of you that haven't heard about what's happening in Maui to Lahaina in particular, uh Small city, about the size of 12,000 people I saw. Uh, 1,700 buildings destroyed. Uh, Last I saw, the death uh, toll was 55, and there's many more people that are injured and or missing. So, yeah, I mean, some of the videos... This is Maui we're talking about. mm -hmm, And some of the videos that you're seeing is people just to escape some of these flames that are literally jumping into the ocean to try to get themselves out of harm's way. So... Very scary situation. All of our uh, positive thoughts going to Absolutely. Maui right now. Um, Brad in Bartlesville, any word on how DJ Graham switched to wide receiver is going? You know, I haven't heard much there. So, no, the answer is no. I do know that he was one of the guys, when the media was out there at one of the practices, DJ was one of the guys working at punt return among several but, no, I, ha- I haven't heard any update on him at wideout. Uh, let's see. Ba-ba-ba. Where did that one go? Gosh, we have so many people texting in. It's uh, just uh, skipping everything. Okay, uh, please let the Power 5 team be USC. Like I said, many people are saying uh, something to that avail on the text line. That will Why not did... happen, I don't think, no. until – Either Lincoln Riley is gone from USC and or Joe Castiglione is gone from Oklahoma. 
I don't. I don't foresee that. Which I mean, there's lots of people upon. that have speculated that as soon as uh, Caleb Williams is off of campus, that possibly mm-hmm. wherever he goes to be drafted, that that's where Lincoln right. Riley goes. So uh, that might not be in the too distant future. Uh, maybe Coach Prime is bringing the Buffaloes into Norman. That'd says Colorado Sooner. That, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Sooners locked horns with Colorado for. A long time. I see what you did there. Locked horns, baby. Yeah. That's right. Um, Houston is the Power 5 game next year. Now, that would make sense. That's the one new Big 12 school that you don't have oh. on the schedule this year. So, maybe? One of the new... Um, I guess it's possible. I guess a, a Houston, a UCF... Uh, BYU or uh, uh, Cincinnati is possible. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't think I any guess, of the existing Big 12 schools would be up I guess that. there's some people on Twitter. I haven't seen who it is that's actually reporting it, but there's some people that are trying to report that it is going to be Houston. So that's something oh. to watch for. So, okay. Or maybe the cat's out of the bag, you're saying. Uh, that's what people are trying to say on the text line because we've had – Back to back to back, uh, people say it is Houston now. So, and okay. some saying that there's reports out there. So, uh, now someone out of the nope. six. Brett McMurphy, Oklahoma, Houston at home and home series. Okay. Uh, it'll be at OU in 2024, at Houston in 2028. So, there you go. Gosh dang it, Brett. You just got to ruin everything, don't you? Don't you? Those guys are, are, irrit- are, are, are it's irritating. Uh, who's the basketball guy I always complain about? Rothstein. But uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. No, Rothstein for college basketball. Oh, college basketball. Got you. It's irritating that they break it. What's irritating to me is somebody at OU is telling these guys. Yeah. Not us. Mm-hmm. Just well, tell us. It, it Let could, us break uh, the story. To be fair, not to attack our athletic department, it could be somebody from Houston. That's true. That's true. That's it, it, from... it's a good point you make. But sometimes yeah. it's like it's like news about one of our basketball yes. players yes. missing a game or whatever. Like yes, hey, yes. hey, over here, you don't have to tell Rothstein first. I ride on the same airplane as you. Okay, go ahead. So it looks like Houston is one of the teams. If uh, McMurphy knows what he's talking about. That's right. Uh, people speculating about UAB possibly being the other team. That's just people speculating. Um, Who just went to UAB? Uh, Dilfer? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, Houston, Dana Holgerson, um, they beat us down there with Baker. We got him back up here. So we'll see. I don't mind that. All right, that's it for us. I'll be back with you on Monday. Thanks to Joe Castiglione and Teddy Lehman for joining us today. Great week by you, Drake. Have a great weekend, everybody. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app, the Ref Sports Radio Network.